This is Extra Scoop, a bonus episode of Two Scoops. Just a little something on the side for you to enjoy. In episode one, Mr. B and I share things with you like our favorite lockdown treats, how the music of Erica Badu and Jill Scott ushered in our coming of ages, and the importance of Black Gay Pride celebrations for the community and the culture. Well, in this extra scoop, you'll hear more of our conversation, from our emotional coming out stories to the music that makes us want to turn up in the club. Bon appetit. So Mr. B and I love storytelling. He does it through his photography and also some writing skills, which I'm pretty sure he'll talk about later. Mm. I do it through singing and also through writing and being on stage. So in light of storytelling, Mr. B, I want to know the beginning times of your story, of your queer story. Uh, the question is, when did you first realize you were gay? Ooh. So I think I've always known. I was definitely born gay, period. Period. Right? Earliest memories, <clears throat> probably reception age. Um, I used to... So I used to stay at my grandmother's, both actually, quite a lot. And my grand, my grandma, and my granddad, my grandmother's, you know, very much raised me. And my nan here in London had the most fabulous fur coat and shoe collection. And every time she used to be out at work, I used to create my own little runway in her fur jackets and her heels. And it was just, it was time well spent as a baby queer and you know i had crushes in years in year two yeah and seven years how old old. are you in year two yeah so seven years in year two so seven years old so i've i've always felt it and it but i've 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 also i've always had a connection with with women too you know coming out it was easier for me to come out as gay because coming out as bi at the time to me i knew that i would get ridiculed from those around me oh you're oh you're trying to water it down you're trying to sound you know not as bad whatever that means Mm. but i knew that i knew that that's what i would have got back there was always more when it came to my experiences as a young gay black boy there was always this emotional, spiritual connection that I felt with the same sex. So I've always known that I that I had that source, you know. So, so, so it's not really it's not really a story as such. It's more I don't know more 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 thoughts and feelings when I was navigating that space as a baby gay. When did you first say it out loud? I struggled. If you can oh, remember. I struggled. I struggled for a long time to say gay. Cam, I really did. I, I remember I phys- physically couldn't say I am gay. So my first girlfriend, actually, he was my best friend for a long time. I came out to her and I think I spelt it on a piece of paper. I am. What, the letters G-A-Y? I am G-A-Y. So, so that, was, that was just before secondary school. So 11, 12, I came out to, you know, a close, a close small circle of girlfriends. Um, and my friendship group in secondary school were the, oh, you know, we were very alternative, stayed in on lunch break and break because it was safer. Uh, 
used to play chess, you know, kind of laid low. So, 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 so that was my tribe in secondary school, the alternative folk. So I guess it was easier to kind of come out to a small select few throughout my secondary school years. And then I was outed by, yeah, I was outed when I was 16. By who? By by family members. Yeah, that was that was cute. Is it better now or? No, actually. Um, you know, me, my mum, my sister, my nan, we have a fantastic relationship. We really do. Unfortunately, you know, a lot, a large portion of my family have struggled to accept me for my sexuality um, and for who I am and for loving who I love, falling in love with who I love. It just can't. It's a very difficult pill for, for them to swallow. So that's, um, you know, it is what it is now. I, I think that's the beauty of, 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 of this queer, of our queer community. You know, we can, cho- Speak we can choose it. our family. You know, my gay family, my family. A little story for you. Um, you know, my nan's 70th. I, I brought all of my gay fam and we showed the fuck up, right? Non-binary, trans, gay. We were all there. We were like, we're here. And they fucking supported me through that. Um, and that was only a few years ago. So, yeah, in a roundabout way. That's the, those are my earliest memories to current day. Well, I'm sorry that your, you know, your blood family, some of your blood family are finding it difficult to accept you. But like you said, the family of the heart, your gay family, however you want to call it, we love you. I love yes, you. Yes, girl. Thank you. I love you too, darling. Okay, what about you? When did you first realize you were gay? This is a staggered type of situation, right? So... I didn't have like one big blowout. I'm gay to the whole world at once. I think it all started around puberty. I began puberty about 10 years old. So, so fairly young. Early. Yeah. yeah. Like my, I, I remember having the deepest voice in my class in fifth grade. So that's about, yeah, 10, 11 years old. And, um, <laughs> As you do. Back in the day, there were these channels called pay-per-view channels. Yes, girl. Um, <laughs> that free, that freebie, that 10-minute freebie. Exactly. And these are the channels that you would watch boxing matches on, as well as get your softcore porn, Playboy channel, all that stuff. And so my journey <laughs> kind of really starts from that. And I remember being naughty, ordering a pay-per-view film, and I'll oh never forget the name. God. It was called Sex Academy 2. <laughs> Was it and straight it was on or the gay? Play- it was straight. Okay. It was straight. And it was on the Playboy channel. And I bought it just because, you know, like, your body's, like, going through changes. And you, you know the channel's there. And you can only see it because it's grainy stuff. I was like, I really want to see what's behind all of that grain. So I ordered it. Not knowing anything about how it's connected to my then, you know, my grandmother's, my grandmother's cable <laughs> bill. Child. What well, happened? I got it. I got it and it came through clearly and I got my life. And then, you know, you started to explore yourself. But then I realized I was only really looking at the men Mm -hmm. and looking at how the the anatomy of the man, even though obviously there was women's anatomy involved, I was really just paying attention to the men. And that's where I started to realize, oh, I think I think I like men. Obviously, it wasn't anything solidified because I was so young and 
it's not like we were taught, you know, in sex education about that at that age, especially. So there was that. Meanwhile, I had these what I call my play play girlfriends. And I'm sure some of them will probably listen to this. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. We kiki now. But y'all are my play play girlfriend. Shout my out first play play kiss, girlfriend. Listen, you're, you're uh, one of the one of the vertebrae of my backbone. My first kiss was with a girl. Yes, like, but that was the extent of it. I've never done anything sexual with a woman. But although I didn't have a sexual attraction, there was still attraction to women. But it was a very small amount. It was a, a specific type, not physical. I'm talking about spiritual and and, and uh, personality. Yeah. When you know, you know. Exactly. And I was just like, it was like a magnet. I was stuck to those women. Oh my! Well, those girls at the time, women now. Um, and I was pretty much enamored with these, these human beings that were the opposite of what I was sexually attracted to. So I never considered myself to be bisexual. Um, because by the time I was 14 and really started to get, you know, curious about my sexuality, I was 100% sure that I was gay. Oh, wow. Okay. And did, did you, when did you come out? Well, first, it didn't help that I went to an all-boys school oh, okay. <laughs> in high school. Wow. But I came out in, what would that be, ninth grade. So when I was 14, 14 and 15. And it was to my friends. We had a, a friend circle called the G-Unit. Oh had nothing to do with, with 50 Cent. <laughs> But G unit, G for gay, gay unit. Wow, I love we, that. <laughs> it was, I mean, if you thought Mean Girls was something, please, they had nothing on us. It was a plethora of personalities and t- expression types, but we all had each other's back in an inner city, all boys school, Catholic school at that. And so that's when I first came out officially when the words came out of my mouth. I'm gay. I like boys. You do too? Okay, cute. We can kiki and hang together. That is incredible. What a great story. Exactly. I mean, I love it. I, if I could paint a picture, I would do it. Um, and then afterwards, I mean, look, my parents already knew. But I came out to my mother and my father officially at age 18. Um, my mother especially always knew. My mother is, <laughs> she'll tell you herself, she is family. She's probably one of the biggest allies ever. Um, um, but my dad, I was like, oh, gosh, what's he going to say? So of course I had it all set up. I was I had the tissues ready. Mind you, I hadn't graduated high school yet. I'm 18 though. I hadn't left home for college. And this was one of the last things I did before I went off to start my adult life. And I sat him down, all the drama. Mr. B knows I'm dramatic and I love to set it up. <laughs> she is. Well, this this was nothing short of that. I sat him down and I told him. And he paused and I thought, here we go. And he looked at me. He was like, okay. God, he knew. I mean, thanks. I already <laughs> knew that. So what do you want for dinner? What? The answer was, what do you want for dinner? <sighs> are you kidding me? So I had this all set up. And you are like, okay, cute. So what else is new? You you had the <laughs> camera crew at the ready. And all you got was... Cute. Cute. Oh, like... Brilliant. I love that. So how... How did you feel? Was there a sense of relief, disappointment? Because it sounds like a disappointed girl. <laughs> it was both. It was both because, you know, you hear stories. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who go through really harrowing accounts of coming out, especially to parents. And I look, I never felt any anti-gay sentiment in my family. There's a whole bunch of us queer folk in my family. My brother is trans. My 
uncle, my late uncle and his partner. You know, I grew up and grew up with them as my second and third dads. They're they're a couple. It's really prevalent in my family. It's in the DNA, <laughs> um, in me. Exactly. So like, I never had the feeling of they're gonna hate me. I just, I guess I was just prescribed to other people's accounts and thought that I surely had to go through that too, especially being black and being of Christian of a Christian household. So yeah. Part disappointment because, you know, the fantasy in my head of the drama of it all and me crying and stuff and falling into my father's arms <laughs> wasn't there. But the release was so real and I love him for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the scene for you, a little scenario for you, babe. We're getting ready to go out. This is the first night that the clubs are open. We make it to the function and the DJ says that we can pick five songs back to back. What would be what would be your choice? Mm, okay. It probably won't be anything fairly recent. I'm intrigued. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. First we have Sierra Work. Come on. Straight out the bat. Boom! From zero to one hundred. I need these. I need these knees. I need these knees popping. These knees need to be popping. We all know the dance move that she was slapping the knees. Boom! 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 I need them. I need them. Mm-hmm. We don't need a warm up. Just nope. send me right into it. Then once I've worked up a sweat and I'm the heart dry heaving a little bit, raised. <laughs> raised, and I'm like, send help. Mm-hmm. Um, let's turn it down a little bit. Give me Beyonce's Seven Eleven. Okay. Hey, yes, you want to get hype. You want to type up. It's been a while, honey. <laughs> Definitely after that, after I'm not trying to spill that alcohol or whatever that lyric is. <laughs> it's already spilled because you got two baggers right there. The alcohol is gone. Right. I've already wasted the drink that someone has bought for me because I'm not buying it myself. Um, I need to turn all the way down and I need to feel the sweat drip down my back with Rihanna's Kiss It Better. Yes. Now, when I hear that first, boom. I'm losing my mind. Yes. Okay. But we're going to turn turn the notch down. Mm-hmm. We're going to get down into it. Kiss it better. That'll be the, the valley. Now I need to pick it back up. Two more, girl. Give me Monster. I need a little masculine energy up in there. Give me my boys. <laughs> Kanye and Jay-Z. Finish it off with Nikki. I'm turned back up again. And then just for some... Something warm, but still turn up. Janet Jackson's Made For Now, which is one of my favorite music videos of all time. Gorgeous. Nice. Okay. So my five post-lockdown songs. Mm, There's only one new one on there, actually. So we're definitely going to have to start with City Girls Jobs, right? Because the first thing I want to do when we hit the club is just act out, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to act out. Like no one's business. I want to put my hand up in everyone's face. I want to rotate. Oh. I want to rotate my hips. <laughs> Ooh, no shame. I won't be near you to save you, honey. I'll still be no drama, recovering guys. from no drama. no drama. Like anyway, so be girls jobs. Then we're gonna have to give some mask butch energy Buster Rhymes put your hands where my eyes can see oh you taking it back definitely the baseline on that love it and then we're gonna have to 
move over to Lil' Kim, no matter what they say. Some bashment we've got to put in there. Some busy signals, step out. And then we're going to finish with Beyonce, Freakum Dress. Those would be my five. Get into it. You have started with a with a banji start and a banji finish. That's I it. love that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but in my hand up in everybody's face. <laughs> everybody's face from beginning to end. You're getting all these hands. <laughs> All of these these songs and these women, these icons that we hold near and dear, it just it puts me in the space of just celebrating our culture, yeah, and pride, and you know, and, and the nightlife that we've experienced in our respective cities and places where we've grown up, and it's just oh, I just love it. I miss it. I miss those days. Same. So do I. Well, we hope you enjoyed that bit of extra scoop. As always, share with your friends and loved ones and keep up with us on social media on Instagram at Two Scoops Podcast and Twitter at Two Scoops underscore pod. See you next time for episode two of Two Scoops. Two Scoops.